This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional-level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is Behind the Rose, where Bachelor Nation meets country music and everything in between. Here's your host, Blake Horseman. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Behind the Rose Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Horseman, here with my buddy, as usual, Eric Bradley. And today, we have our good friend, Russell Dickerson. Thanks for coming on, Russell. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, dude. Thanks for having me, guys. Let's Absolutely. go. I mean, we were just talking. Last time we saw you, uh, it was Atlantic City. Atlantic City, opening night, King Brown Tour. Yeah, how many more shows did you even do after that before everything got closed down? I feel like it couldn't have been much. Four four that's it yeah so we literally had five shows of the entire tour and then it was like nope wow yeah because i was the night of my birthday because yep. i was the 28th yeah. and march 1st going into the yeah, first yeah yeah that's right, that's right and then we shut down the 13th mm-hmm. so what were those conversations like did you guys think that you'd be a couple months like a couple weeks like what oh, was yeah. that like yeah yeah the first the first one was like well because we had a week off tour and then it was like oh yeah dude, we'll be and then found out the next weekend was canceled and we're like, all right, you know, we get it, you know, right. let, let everything kind of settle down. We'll be out there by like maybe April, you know what I mean? And then crazy, it was like, man. no, it's going to be June. <laughs> and it was like, no, July. And now, you know, here we are. Yeah. Years <laughs> over. You know, like, yeah. exactly. It's like, Golly. what are we, nine months in now? God, no. Yeah, yeah years over, but it's been a tremendous 2020 for you. Yeah, it turned out. Obviously, congrats on on the two week number one, the new album, but most of all, the the birth of Remington. Oh, my dude! Yeah, man. man. That yeah. So like, you know, all that said, I've been, I haven't been home this much since 2015, maybe yeah. 2016. Just going all out, 100, 120 miles an hour, and uh, man, this time has been just the biggest blessing. Because yeah. we were supposed to go on tour two weeks after Remington was born. Wow. So, like, because for us at the time, we were like, dude, we get two weeks off. Let's go. Like, that was, that was like the biggest deal ever. But, I mean, to be home yeah, 100% of the time is amazing. Yeah, there's like little blessings in this, uh, you know, the whole quarantine, if you will. Because I think a lot of musicians and a lot of live entertainers... Have, have like I said, haven't been home this long, and you know some of them in decades. So yeah. it's kind of a blessing in disguise. And you having a newborn, that's got to be pretty cool to hang out with family and actually get to like see. Her. I mean, like it could be another three to four months. Like who knows? You know, yeah, it's wild. Know. It's wild. Yeah. yeah, legit zaddy gang now. Zad, dude, <laughs> zaddy. zaddies are for real now. <laughs> you bring it back. The white New Balance is legit now. Walking with that stroller. <laughs> <laughs> dude, that's my dream. Just like walking up into Whole Foods or whatever. 
just pushing a stroller wearing <laughs> Nike Monarchs. That's my like that's my ultimate dream come true. Dude, one of my favorite things is seeing like dads with like the baby and like the carriage on their chest, yes. just you know, just walking around like in grocery stores. That's, like that. that's literally my every morning. Like I'll take I'll take Remington and let let Kaylee sleep a little more. And so I literally just strap them on my chest, make coffee, make breakfast, you know. I'll say, what do you think's changed the most um, in your life? Obviously, I mean, other than quarantine, but what do you think's changed the most since Remington's been born? Is it just kind of like sleep? I know that you don't probably don't get much sleep. (laughs) Sleep, like one of the like physical things. But I think my mindset of just like, I don't know, of like kind of get your your crap together, kind of, you know, like like, this dude's going to be talking like me and walking like me real soon. Yeah. So, but, but also it's just like appreciating every second of life at this point. It's like, obviously him. And like, I had to get up this morning at like two 30 cause he was just like crying. So I had to pick him up and rock him. But it's like those moments where you just got to like stop and be like, man, I got a human being in my arms right now exactly. that we made. And, and like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, there was, I don't know if y'all know Adam Hambrick. This is so random. Mm-hmm. But he, he has this song called Rockin' All Night Long. And it's like, dude, I was listening to it yesterday and I was just like wrecked. Yeah. It talks about at first, like, we're young and free, drinking, rocking all night long. Second verse is get married, honeymoon, we're rocking all night long. And then the third verse is like, uh, got a room decorated in pink, sitting in a rocking chair, bloodshot eyes, rocking all night long. And it's just like, that's good man (laughs) i know it dude i got rocked but anyways so that's that's pretty much sums up my life right now i like i like that it's such a good point because i think that's like the moment like when i have like a child is where i'm like okay get your shit together like you were literally responsible for another human being you know like you can't fuck this up right you gotta do this you know so that's got to be a pretty (laughs) wild feeling for sure man like yeah it definitely it definitely is a quick realization and like mm-hmm. getting your shit together yeah exactly yeah, it's got to be and then obviously 2020 uh you just came out with your uh second album southern symphony man congrats yes dude thank you yeah man. absolutely it's been a long man. time coming it's been three years since i put out an album so yeah. have you been kind of has this been something you've been working on for a really long time or did it kind of come together in quarantine like how did that look because i know a lot of people have been writing a lot of music in quarantine mm-hmm. yeah i've kind of been the opposite man these songs kind of i wrote these songs on tour with lady and Bellum. like i wrote a lot of these songs on the road so that was that was the end of 2018 that I wrote, like, Love You Like I Used To, Home Sweet. I wrote Home Sweet with Charles Kelly from Lady A. So, like, we were just on our bus writing. Um, and so it all kind of came together pre-quarantine. And quarantine was when I, like, we had all of the recordings. So we really got to dive in and, like, tweak stuff that I wouldn't have had time to do if it wasn't for quarantine. So I really got to dive deep on this record and figure out like, you know, how I wanted it to sound more like me. How do I, how did I want it to make it sound different? How did I want it to make it just 100% Russell Dickerson? So that's what, that's what was really cool about this record. Were there any major changes you made, you know, through quarantine or, um, you know, that kind of thing, or was it more like you just like the order of the the songs on the album, that kind of thing? Like what? Yeah. So, I mean, sonically, like you kind of get to dig through the tracks and, Cause you, when you, when you record, you record just like way too much stuff. Like you right, just, Rob yeah. just, I mean, just hundreds of tracks of everything. So then you kind of like weed stuff out because home sweet, which is my next single. It was like, it like wasn't there. Like it wasn't happening. And so I called my producer. I was like, dude, I love this song so much. It means so much to me. It's about 
me and my wife being broke as soon as we get back from our honeymoon and having a baby and like, like I want this to be a single, but this song does not sound like a single right now. So like, just, I mean, that's just an example. We got yeah. to like go, go back to the drawing board and like just kind of strip all the junk away and just let this song come up to be what it is now. Yeah. And so that, that's just kind of what that process is. Yeah. If somebody was to ask you what this album meant, like what was the theme, I guess, of this album? What, what would you say it is? You know, what does the whole album mean to you? Man, this album, this album is kind of like, like, like yours, for example. My first album was like kind of a wedding. Well, yours is like a wedding song, but like that is kind of like a love letter to my wife. It's a lot, lot of love songs in there. And this one is more like going all the way back from my childhood and telling like the title track Southern symphonies about going back to my childhood and all the, all the memories that I have of, of being raised in a little cornfield and tobacco town and all that stuff. And, and all the sounds of my childhood come together to make a Southern symphony is kind of the spiel of that song. So it goes all the way back from childhood to having a baby. Okay. So this is like a whole lifespan of an album um, in 10 songs. I love your music. I'm a big fan of you. I think that you've kind of broke the mold in country music. I think you, you're not afraid to like kind of do something different. Who would you consider your biggest musical influences? I mean, I mentioned it in Southern Symphony. The song is Garth Brooks. It's like that uh, he, his, not only his, his stage presence, like that, that's what it draws you to him. And that's where I get a lot of influence. I'm like, when I get on stage, bro, I'm going so hard. Just you like, you, you have do. to, you have like, I'm it's here to make party. That's right, dude. We throw a party. Yeah. And so I definitely get that from Garth Brooks. And uh, also, man, just his song. Every song is so, like, intentional and legendary. Like, every one of his songs on his albums are, are evergreen. Like, even, obviously, Friends in Love Places, like, one of the biggest songs of all yeah. time. Yeah. Just that song and, like, I don't know. It just, like, I don't want to waste music like when i release music i want it to last for decades and decades mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i've seen you a couple times and your stage presence like you do go hard man it is a party out there it's fun man <laughs> yeah it's really fun yeah yes dude hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Did you always want to be a musician? Was this like something you wanted to do since you were a kid kind of thing? Or did you kind of fall into it? It kind of came about once I like started playing music. I mean, I took piano lessons all growing up. Super musical family. But when I got, when I got a guitar and then me and my buddies got together and started like jamming together. And like we started a band, it was like just like a heavy rock, just screaming, <laughs> just teen angst band. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Just you know what I'm saying? And so bands. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Like Under Oath and August yeah. Burns Red. Like we were just like, let's back and go. And so we would we that was like where I was like started getting that where music like hyped me up because before that it was just like church hymns and and mm. like choir songs which. I mean, you know, if you can turn up for those if you want, but it's just like <laughs> yeah. that's when that's when I started like feeling music. And then we'd go, we'd go listen, we'd go to Under Oath shows and we'd go to like all these rock shows. 
and see the bands and the, and the dudes on stage. And I was like, holy crap, this energy, this like whatever's in this room is what I want to do. Like I want to be that dude on stage. And so kind of kind of like probably 16, like when we were able to drive and just drive downtown and see all these bands um, was when I got hooked on like performing. And then I was like, well, if I'm going to perform, I got to have songs to perform. So that's when I started writing my own songs and it just kind of started snowballing from there. Wow. So 16, you basically started songwriting. Yeah. I mean, we wrote like as a band. Yeah. 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 That's where it like started creating, you know, the art of music. It's like no boundaries, no rules. We were just, we were just jamming. And then like, I think when I got to college, when I got to Belmont is when I really was like, all right, like that's fun and cool, but like I want to, I want to do this for real, and that's when I kind of shifted back to country music because I was raised on country music. Gotcha. Like, okay. first time performing in front of people ever was Garth Brooks in like the little talent show thing. Oh. So like I, I, I went when I when I started getting serious about making this a career is when I went like when I was like, all right, like I'm going back to my roots here. So do you remember like your first big break? Cause everybody's kind of got that big break story. Do you remember yours? Nah, man, it's been, I don't know. For me, I feel like it's been like a bunch of little breaks. Really? Like in, in, in college before, like me and Florida Georgia line met, they, they didn't have a band name. They were just songwriters really. Yeah. And so I remember I got a, a publishing deal offer, which is like a songwriting deal. Uh, I got an offer before they did. And so that was like a little, wow. that was a little break there. Yeah. Um, and then I really, when the yours music video, that was like the first, when, when the yours music video came out, my wife shot it for like literally nothing like gas money. And, and so once that hit, it was like, it came out and they were like, Oh my gosh, this is going to be a wedding song. I don't know. And, and that was not our intention at all. But then we took that to Sirius XM and they were like, yes, like they just got the vision. And then from there, that's how I got ended up getting a record deal was, you know, I had already sold like 150,000 singles before we even signed a record deal. And so that, you know, that led to a record deal and then record deal led to country radio and then, you know, First number one. Yeah. The rest is history, dude. Yeah. (laughs) This was your fourth number one, right? Yeah. Love You Like I Used To was just my fourth. That's incredible, man. (laughs) That's impressive, man. And and, dude, and it's not, it's like the four number ones is like, uh, that's a career accomplishment Mm -hmm. by any means. But the crazy thing is the, it's the first four singles ever. You know what I mean? So like there was a billboard, uh, a billboard quote and it, the, the only four there's only four people to release four singles in a row number one so it's uh brooks and dunn florida georgia line luke combs and now me wow. So, wow. so like dude that freaking that's i got a great so, company that is yeah great. yeah and so that stat was just like damn i think this is finally working you know what i mean i would so, say so <laughs> and now, yeah. now, they're, now they're just going to keep coming easier and easier <laughs> i hope so man I hope. so i was just i was just thinking like i feel like you're just getting started man like i yeah. feel like yeah. you know like, yeah especially that's what's crazy because it's just your second album yeah yeah so yeah. that's yeah like some of those guys you just mentioned have like you've been around for a long time yeah. and they've had a uh-huh. lot of different albums you know seriously so, yeah yeah that's crazy i want to talk a little bit more about you were about to sing yours. You talked about your wife. And if I remember, cause she was like driving your van, right? Like back in the day, like to gigs and everything. And she's like been there through thick and thin for you. And she, she recorded 
that music video? Like, how did that play out? Like, what was that like? Dude, I mean, well, first of all, yeah, she's she's been like my my sidekick right here. Like, man, she's in like she's in like business meetings with me because she doesn't take she doesn't take crap worth. She does not, dude. Like percentages and stuff. Like she's like, no, like we want more percentage. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like she's rough. And so she's been my she's been my girl. Like she's been there. She drove the van back in the day. Like she would drive from like two in the morning because we we would just get off stage. We're exhausted, you know, drinking a little bit. Nobody can drive. So she was like, all right, well, I'll take the I'll take the two a.m. to six a.m. shift. And uh, man, she was she's just she was there. She just wanted she just wanted to be together, and whatever that looked like, um, she wanted to be there. And she, you know, she's an incredible creative eye. Obviously, she shot the Yours music video directed the blue Tacoma video, uh, just directed the love you like I used to video. And so like, it's not like she's like a charity case just to be there. Like so carrying her I would be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like my brand and my imaging and everything would not be, yeah, hundred percent. She would, it would not be what it is without her. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Ride or die. You know, I love that. Yeah. We were talking about that. Like every time I think we've ever seen you, you guys, are always together like mm-hmm. she's always by your side yeah so she yeah. definitely is your ride or die she really is man and she was she was raised with five older brothers who played travel soccer so like she her childhood was in a van driving around the country with five dudes you know what i'm saying so yeah. it's like she was literally bred for this <laughs> born for this <laughs> yes you guys you and your wife big fans of the the show the bachelor, bachelor shows yeah. Oh, yeah have you been watching this season Oh yeah, yes. The most dramatic season yet, <laughs> right? Love it. <laughs> well, we've gotten two most dramatic seasons this year. I know. So. Yeah, and I think I think this time Chris Harrison is actually right. This is a pretty dramatic season. This is, and I feel like every you're right. He says this every season, but this season I feel like he might be right. Yeah. Just yeah. not only with COVID, it would have been strange and different, but now mm-hmm. two bachelorettes and everything, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So who do you think right now Tasha's is going to end up with? I feel like Brendan. He was he was starting to pull ahead for a little bit, and then I got to pull up. Sorry, I know. <laughs> we always kind of forget. Yeah, yeah. Kale sent me a cheat sheet, and of all, like, there's like there's still like ten dudes left, right? Yeah, I think yeah. actually, I think, and there's really yeah. only like four. But yeah, kind of in back. the running, I think. This next episode, um, it cuts to the final four, of the hometown. Brendan and I've been Ben's. I've Ben's up there. Yep. Um. Then. Zach, Zach C. Yeah. No, Zach, yeah. yep. no, those are those are actually ours too. That we're like, yeah, are those are top three. Yeah, those are my, yeah. yeah, those are my top three right now. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's clearly got a good connection with all. I think she might fall for multiple guys, which is going to make a pretty crazy ending. I think. Yeah, so. yeah, mm-hmm. see. yeah. I think I think the uh, they kind of the relating on the not just the divorce, but when when Zach opened up about you know his drug abuse and all that stuff, and how he's now like on the board of the whole yeah. thing. I think that was. I feel like she's a sucker for anybody who just opens up and is super vulnerable. And mm. that means a lot to her. I don't know. And she's got a lot of guys this season that have opened up mm-hmm. and been super mm-hmm. vulnerable with her. Yeah. Um, like that art date was like, yeah. <laughs> just like knocked down that knocked down any and every wall, emotional wall that these dudes build up. <laughs> it's a wild date, man. Like every single one. I was like, Jesus, like, holy cow. These yeah. guys have some stories, yeah. man. How long have you been watching the show? Like, do you remember like your first season, you know, way back? Oh. I'm trying to think who was before, because I mean JoJo wasn't that long ago. 
I mean, kind of now though. Now yeah. it's like five. I want to say five years, maybe. Yeah, because so, she I mean, was right after Ben and Ben. Yeah, was, that was five years. It was ago. a few. It was a few seasons before that because, like, once okay. we got married, was when obviously we started watching it together mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. Oh, oh, Catherine and Catherine and um, John Lowe. Yeah, John. Yeah, hey, John Lowe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That, that was that was the actually. one that I was that. That's my earliest memory. That's a good season too. They're still yeah. together, kids, the whole night, yeah. man. Yeah, man. So good. good. So the show works. Yeah. The show works. <laughs> every once in a while, man. Every once in a while. Yeah. One out of ten. Yeah. I love when their husbands will own up to it and be like, hell yeah, I watch it and I love it. Like, I'm, yeah, like, I'm into it. You know? Yeah, exactly. I'm yeah, scared. Have you ever performed during the show? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was on Rachel's season. Okay. Oh. So okay. It, was a, it was a Rachel and Deanie baby date. Oh, okay. <laughs> and Deanie babies. So, uh, that was, dude, that was early on too. Like I, my single had just gone to radio and, uh, yours. And so we went, it was in South Carolina, I think. And like my record label paid for a tour bus. Like we piled some friends on there, the band, everybody was like, dude, we're going to play the bachelorette. (laughs) But like we just piled on this tour bus and drove to South Carolina. And it was just like, it was such a fun memory. Um, I think we were, we were, we played like six hours later than we were supposed to, you know, yeah, you know how always, it goes. Oh yeah. Hurry up and wait. Yeah. That's how TV is, man. Hurry yeah. up and wait, hurry up and wait. But like one of my favorite memories of that day was, uh, so we were, we were sound checked. Everything was set up on stage and we're obviously just waiting around for all the shots right. and everybody get, you know, whatever they need waiting for Rachel and Dean to show up. So Chris Harrison just like walks up on our bus and uh, we start passing around a little Maker's Mark and hanging <laughs> out, listening up a little bit. And so all of a sudden, Chris Harrison's like, all right, you and me are going on stage. Let's hype this crowd up. And I was like, <laughs> I have no idea what's about to happen. And he's just like, grab your guitar. Let's go. And so I just took me, I just, me and my guitar and Chris Harrison got there. And we start playing like just all like bar country covers, like yep. friends in low places and a wagon wheel, all this stuff, and just me and me and Chris Harrison just vibing on stage, getting this that crowd hyped up, old. dude. It was like it was such a cool story. You just he was just like, let's just go out there and hype this crowd up. So <laughs> that's one of my favorite Chris Harrison stories. Oh my god, I've heard yeah. a lot, but that's pretty cool. Yeah. It humanizes him quite a bit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. Y'all probably know him way more than I do, but he's just, he seems like a just a normal dude. He is a guy that I would want to pay, pass Maker's Mark with. Like, I feel like he's just that kind of guy. You know? Right, like, exactly. Yeah, totally. I've had some beers with him and everything. So that's that's a cool story, man. And are you able to, when you're like, you know, doing, you know, performing and everything on the show, were you watching Rachel and Dean? Were you like, okay, there's a little something there. Were you like, this is, they don't even like each other. Like, they're just dancing. I'm like, how is that, man? Like, <laughs> like throw Dean under the bus here. Like, he, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, bro, they like, as soon as they got like to the little square in the middle, they were like in the middle of a crowd. And as soon as they got to that square, dude, they like, they were just like making out and dancing the entire okay. time. Wow. And we did it like four, we had to do the song like four times. Mm, yeah. And they're just like, they were just making out and dancing. I think they were, I think they were feeling it. Not many people know you have to like play this song like multiple times, you know, oh, while yeah. they're just sitting there dancing. You just keep exactly. dancing. Like, and the, and the last one has to be just as exciting as yep. the first one. And, if not um, more, they're like hype up lot. more, you know, like crowd get louder, yeah, you know, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we always like to finish off the show with kind of what you want your legacy to be, whether it be in life, in music, whatever it was. Like, what do you want your legacy to be as an artist? Just that when when my name is mentioned, I want people to just to think of, you know, just a genuine storyteller artist of who writes real life songs, 
who is, you know, one of the, I want to be one of the greatest performers in the music business, but also I want, you know, I want to be remembered as a good husband, a good father, and uh, who put that, who prioritized that above, you know, everything professional. Oh yeah, man. That was the right answer. <laughs> also, before we leave, because obviously, you know, we, we kind of have a little partnership with the Grizzly Rose with this, and that's a place where you've played quite a few times. Man. If you have any like memories or like, what's your favorite memory of, of playing the, the world famous honky tonk? Oh man, this Grizzly Rose is one of my favorite venues in, uh, in America, just for the reason that like, you know, you go around, I could, I got so many stories. <laughs> so this is the reason why is because like on early out, early on, like starting out touring, like you don't sell a lot of tickets. Nobody really knows who you are. You'll play here, you'll play there. And they'll be like, basically the shitty shows start to diminish. And then the good ones start to, you know, it's like one out of 10 shows is like, Oh, decent. Mm -hmm. So then you got to play nine more just crappy bars that were whatever. And so we're, we're just like, dude, we're just like, Oh my God, It's, it's just getting worse and worse. And so we get to the Grizzly Rose we find out that we're like a hundred tickets away from selling it out. And it's just like, we're like all freaking out. We're like, dude, this is a bad, this is exactly what we needed. We'd like, cause we drove, I mean, we drove from Nashville. And oh, wow. so like we had made our way out to Denver. And so it's just like, we're like, Holy crap, dude, this place is about to be packed. And sure enough, dude, one of the best shows I will always remember one of the best shows ever I mean, they knew they knew the words to all my old songs, the new ones that probably weren't even released yet. And it just like I don't I think I crowd surfed that night. Like <laughs> you sometimes you just get so hype, I just can't contain myself. And so so that was that night. And it was just like just like our spirits were like, dude, it's starting to happen. Like we're really doing it, man. And then we drive to Cheyenne and uh we show up. And we're like, dude, last night was amazing. Like, it's got to be. Like, we're about to have two in a row. And we go in, dude. They literally don't even have a sound system set up for us. Like, we <laughs> we had to use the opening bands, like, PA. And I think there was, like, six to seven people there that actually were, like, listening to the music. You know what I mean? So, to go oh, yeah. from, like, a thousand people screaming these words to, like, 14 people in a smoky casino bar <laughs> could not give a frick dude so oh, that's that's, that's one of like my first grizzly rose stories and when you play the grizzly rose if you sell it out you, you get a belt buckle yeah i was gonna ask how many you have because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's one of my like favorite i don't know if i can find it but uh anyways so i the next, I think it was the next time we came back, we didn't sell it out. And then it was like, oh, dude, it was like so close. Like I almost bought the rest of the tickets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just get but, that, but that's not fun. No, and then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but then the third time when we came back, they were like, we got a surprise for you. And dude, just to, just to get that belt buckle, man, was like, I, I love that they do that because I'll keep yeah. that forever. Yeah. No, that's yeah. And if you, that, if you play back to back nights and sell it out twice, you get like a black, like all black. Belt buckle. All right. So there's two different ones. So you got to go for that one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you're getting. Well, I think you're there now. I think you're there. I think you can sell out like a fucking five days. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, For sure, man. Chris Rose always shows out. Yeah. Yeah, They always show mad love to to the artist. And that's you know that's just I just love that's why I love the Grizzly Rose man. Everybody knows no matter what 
when you go there, it's just going to be best night ever. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. a real family there too. Like really awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you. Uh, where can people find you? I know obviously Instagram, but you also have YouTube. YouTube. I think the thing is Russell DTV. We do a, a, a behind the scenes series called this is Russ. And um, I just act stupid and take people <laughs> a day in the life, you know? <laughs> yep. That's great. And then uh, you're just Russell Dickerson on Instagram, right? Yeah, it's Russell, like R U S S E L L E D. Getting Russell. Go check him out on Instagram, YouTube. Go check out his new album, Southern Symphony. Appreciate you. Like I said, just getting started. I can't wait to can't wait to come and see you soon, man. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Can't wait to get back to shows. Have you boys out there? Absolutely. Yeah, we need an RD party. I know. ASAP. So, Immediately. All right, boys. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to follow our Instagram at Behind the Rose Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, comment, like, and give us all five of those damn stars. Behind the Rose is recorded on site at the world famous Grizzly Rose or wherever we happen to be. See you next time, Behind the Rose.